0: Right back at you, it's the Kid 50 Cent. This is your boy, Weezy
1: every M- baby.
0: Yo, what it does, this your homie, Rick Ross. This, this is your boy, Gucci M, LaFleur.
1: You're, you're in the next win. It's, it's the,
0: the KLP Aftermath. Crazy,
1: you heard me? Right here, so keep it
0: locked. You heard me? You
1: heard me? She knows a hollow from a double up. She does snap bags, back sides, shoots the curl. Bethany Hamilton knows everything about surfing. She just didn't know about the shark. But just months after the attack, and with only one arm, The 13-year-old surfs again, and now she's ripping it better than ever. So next time life puts a little fear in you, just think of Bethany Hamilton hanging 10 on top of a heavy wave. That's real courage. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a
0: Better
2: Life at values.com
0: Stitcher podcast, Google podcast, YouTube, and more.
2: Hey, I'm Ayana Grande.
3: Hey, yo, this is Cardi B. What, what's up? It's Megan Stay again. You're in, in the mix with it's
4: the KLP aftermath, right here. So keep yeah. it locked.
1: radio stations, the 94.6 radio
4: station. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to another exciting podcast. And today is not just your typical, typical podcast. This is the KLP Aftermath. I'm your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. We have my nearest and dearest, Simone Tiggs, here in the studio as well. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're if you're tuned in to the slam dunk show here this morning, uh, it is a wonderful, wonderful finally. It's September, first first and foremost. Welcome to it was still kind of summertime because it's still hot, but we're getting ready until the fall season. We're turning the page, turning the chapter. And if you guys see the thumbnail or the logo, if you're if you're watching the the or if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast. Uh, you guys know that we are officially kicking off this episode for season seven. Welcome to season seven. Um, I, I look, I cannot express uh, my my humbleness, my uh, my my ever growing, ever growing gratitude to our fan base um it's, it's been a second I'm gonna get to that in a, in a couple of seconds here but of course we've got my nearest and dearest Simone ts up in the studio and I gotta give her a shout out and a hello and I know it's been a minute or well, like I say I'll get to that in a minute but Simone how are you doing today honey?
2: Kennedy it's been so long I am glad I'm back in the studio uh and I and I, I I'm over exaggerating it's been so long it's it's been a minute but we've been doing a lot of other stuff as of lately and i'm good i'm glad that you're you're healthy i'm glad that you're back of course you're going to get to the topic of why of course we've been away for a second um but it's good to have you back i'm glad you're back i'm glad you're in great spirits um we've been in the writer's room of course writing for our latest movie marty yes i'm going to be one of the writers for that coming up film and we're getting started with that. We're kicking things off Uh Dana at the OK from KLP uh, Entertainment and Kennedy Lucas Films to shout that out as well. We've been doing some side projects as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, especially my ladies, it's your girl Simone Tees. Welcome back to another exciting podcast. Yes, we are kicking off officially season seven. Now, this is actually my second season on the show. I came in at season six. But Kimmy, you've been kicking this show around and really be doing good on this show for seven seasons. That is crazy. That's bonkers to me because a lot of shows don't make it within their seventh season. A lot of shows make it don't make it past their second season sometimes. So uh, it's good to have you back. Um, I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm stoked. I'm stoked and super super excited. Uh, for our chapter this fall chapter Uh, we've got a lot of great things coming up this fall a lot of things we're going to talk about and honestly I'm glad you're back and again I'm I'm so cheery I'm so jippy jippy and cheery because I've been waiting to come back for the show as well um, to give you not only to our fan base uh, things to talk about today but it feels good to to hear you're back and and, and well
4: yeah so it's good to be back in the studio to uh, give our, our fan base Simone another season another exciting season and it, it feels good to be back in the studio um yeah I've okay so rest assured to our, our fan base that yes I'm in a better uh headspace uh today this morning to give you uh, another exciting show another season um I, I want to first apologize to our our fan base right um, I want to apologize to a lot of our fan base that listen to our show um, via radios, whether it's it's Apple or iHeart or, or Spotify, um, because you guys are you guys make up about 80 percent of our success rate within our entire business. It's, it's podcast and radio and radio shows for us. Then I want to say about 80 percent and then the the or maybe 70 percent. And then the other 30 percent is video content films and uh, music right so our, our niches are our radio shows whether it's snn whether it's monica gray in the evening this show um uh the amp up with kop all the shows that we've got the latest in tech news is another one you know those and sports talk by the way can't forget about the, those guys of course uh you guys listening to the show you guys help us uh blossom um yeah i've been gone for a while. I've been gone for about a week and a half, and usually that's un- it's unusual, right? Because every morning, every uh, uh, Tuesday and-, and Thursday, I try to give you guys the radio content, and every Wednesday, I try to do uh, my morning unwrap uh, show at- in-, in Studio B. And then all the other shows is Monday through uh, Thursday, SNN or Sports Talk. Um, I've been away. I've been away from uh, the KLP Entertainment uh business side of things uh besides writing uh i've been not in the greatest pet space um it's okay and i this is kind of a psa to a lot of people out there that are making content and you get kind of burned out right we have a lot of projects that are in the works and i have a lot of uh, i have a lot of other personal things that are going on at home right Uh, i've got a lot of personal things that's going around in my mind for new new opportunities new opportunities to arise and you know, I'm still in the, the, the waiting phases of some of the things that I want to get accomplished. Um, it sucks waiting on approval for things. It sucks waiting for a, a team to another team to make a decision on things. It sucks. The, the waiting part really, really sucks. Um, so I've been in my mind about the potential uh, opportunities that are, are getting ready to arise. And, you know, whatever decision goes out with that for our expansion. Um, so I've been in my head about that. I've been in my head about that as well wanting to achieve a certain thing and it's not it's just haven't been in my in my hands yet and it's, it's the waiting period so i getting my i get in my mind uh that i'm not doing as not uh, i'm not doing as much um and it all stems for your mental health um a lot of podcasters a lot of radio show personalities they try we they, we advocate the the importance of mental health and uh staying healthy mentally and physically um and to be a wonder to be in a a safe hit space and for the past week and a half Simone and and cast and crew here in the studio I'm sorry to you guys because you know we haven't been doing a show in a week and a half and we missed out on a week and a half worth of shows because I haven't been ready to come back and to really be on mic and to really be uh energetic um So I apologize to that. I'm sorry to my fan base because I haven't given you guys uh, a whole lot of content. Um, But yes, mental health is real. Um, There was a night last week, uh, mid last week, where, you know, I was driving home and I like to listen to gospel. Now, if you guys don't know that much about me, I'm going to dabble into my gospel music. I love gospel, Um, but I haven't been. Uh, I've been listening to gospel that one night and I was driving home and there were some songs that I was listening to and it's the second time that I broke down crying yes I mean cry right I cry when I'm upset about something really stressed out about something and my mental health is not there I'm going to break and as every CEO will break you will break when you're upset about something and something's not working and then you get frustrated and you get tired um, and then you, you're you around people, certain people that don't bring you positivity. They bring you negativity and they just don't give a fuck, right? So I broke down crying. I did. But the one people, people that really got me to a better mood and really talked me uh, me into some great sense, but really got into it, I got to give it up to my family, right? It's, whether it's my little brother, to my big sister, to my mom, to my dad, you know, I've had conversations uh with all of them within the week and a half span and they really uh cheered me up and they really got me got me going Cause especially my sister i got to give a shout out to my sister de because she did say you know you need to you know breathe and relax get your journal start writing uh every night doing a stretch whether it's yoga or just simple stretch and saying uh my prayers at night and that's one thing that i always used to do is say a prayer at night and i just I've, I've been slacking I, I have and it's my fault because i've been in my too much in my head about stuff so uh, i have started journaling i have started you know going to the gym and i've been going to the gym but going to the gym hitting it hard and p- praying every night you know because um it's been better right there's some things that i'm still a little bit i want to say i'm 10 percent still stressed about um but i can say that i'm in the right space obviously to do the show but to really uh, give you guys a lot of great things uh, to talk about on this show. Um, so that's where I've been. That's where I've been uh, lately. I, yeah, it's, it's I've been there. I, I've been to a lot of great things, but, um, it's good to be back is is good to be in great graces it is good to be healthy uh Simone as always you always been a support yeah I've talked to you before too I've talked to everybody here in the studio but then the week span and you know you guys were concerned like hey is the show canceled are we coming back soon and you know um so what greater way to kick off a, 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 a new season is to be kind of a welcome back kind of episode um but yeah i'm back i'm very very back we've got some new equipment in the studio too um so i'm very very excited about all the new newer equipment that's arriving to the studio so uh yeah we're back back for another episode and simone you're itching to talk about the latest nintendo direct video that came out a couple days ago um it's a good year to for gaming right you know you've got spider-man 2 coming out you've got the two mario games coming out super mario brothers wonder and simone you want to talk about it right
2: yes kennedy yes i am very very excited to talk about uh the nintendo direct uh for the past couple of days and i know i might we might be a little late to to the game here kennedy on that but uh the nintendo switch direct was a couple days ago and i was very very intrigued with the game as well now the previous Nintendo Direct video, or stream if you will, it was a 15-minute type of stream, but they really showed you all of the, the glitz and glamour that comes with the game. Now, I'm particularly excited for this game because this is going to be a game that me and Kevin we're going to pick up, we're going to play, and we're going to really enjoy it. But a lot of people are very excited about this one because it's different. And the reason why I say it's different, guys, is because I think this is the first game that is going to integrate all of the different types of characters right this i think this has to be the first game a mario 2d game i should say where you get to play as daisy right I really love it when franchises, and this is rare because they never really do this, but a franchise using all of their IP, right? Using all the characters that we were prone and we know about. But it's been a minute since we've seen these characters in action because they haven't been playable. They've just been on the side story. But now we get to play as Princess Daisy. Now we get to play as Yoshi. Different four colors of Yoshi. So in this game, you've got Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, Gambit, four colors of yoshis, uh, I want to say four colors of toads, toadad, you know, you've got all of these different types of characters that are going to be in this game is going to be all playable. Now, I think this game will really hit wonders, and no pun intended, but I think it's going to make wonders if for some reason Nintendo decides to add more characters. Would it be cool if we saw Wario? Would it be cool if we saw Waluigi, Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, all of the other nintendo character ips that we haven't seen in action in a while that would be amazing to have them a, a part of this journey with them now the premise of the story is the set cells here in the flower kingdom right prince florinian or florin i probably butchered that name but you've got this prince is getting ready to celebrate the new flower power up but then bowser interrupts the party and takes over by using the flower uh para turns himself into prince Florendian's castle he takes the castle and now the castle is taking over the kingdom and it's up to mario and friends to figure out how to fix this debacle so that story is pretty pretty head-on for for the most part but i'm very very excited about the gameplay mechanics when it comes down to this game simply because you know it's a 2d mario platformer but it's a different art style Right, you got different art styles, different power-ups, different, I want to say uh, skill trees, right? Because you, you're you're finding things and you're customizing things, and I really do hope that this game is long, Kennedy. I really do. I hope this game really puts in some hours. I do see this selling to a lot of uh, uh, members with family members that want a new Mario game, and they get to play together and really have hours and hours and hours on in when it comes to these type of games. So. I'm excited. I'm very, very excited for this game to come out. Uh, I'm excited for the competition, right? I think because we've got Super uh, we've got Sonic Superstars uh, coming out October 17th. And then you got this game, Super Mario Wonder, coming out on October 20th. right? So I cannot wait to see on Twitter. Yes, I still say Twitter. I do not say X, I still call it Twitter. I cannot wait to see on Twitter and threads and Facebook and Instagram the competition, right? Because you got these two, Mario and Sonic, uh, 2D platform type of Avenger type games where it's, it's, it's online, it's multiplayer, it's local play. I can't wait to see the competition. I can't wait to see, say, which game won this this war, this, this competition, right? i love it it's a good day it's a good time to be you know not only a gamer but it's a good time for games because you know october 20th you got spider man 2 right you got these two coming these two games coming out more comments coming out this month so i'm very very excited for that shout out to nintendo but i really hope we get to see more characters maybe in dlc maybe but we'll, we'll wait and see the one thing that i was just like eh, about when it came down to the direct was they announced the new switch right so it's a it's essentially a new switch is the mario edition oled uh switch right so it's the the oled the white oled that came up with the samus game um, a couple of maybe by a year and a half ago but they painted it red and on the inside they painted some coins and that was it i say that this is a little bit lazy simply because uh they didn't I say it was lazy because you're just painting it red. Now, I get it. It's the market. Somebody's going to buy this for their collection. But it would be really dope if they were able to add in this new Super Mario Wonders game. Included with this purchase of this Switch. Just imagine. Now, this game is going to be $60, 70 Regardless. Because it's a new Mario game. $60, $70. would not have made it more sense to add this into the new Switch. That's probably going to be $300, dollars $400 add the game free with that purchase right because somebody's gonna want to play this new mario game and they get a new switch to to their collection for $300 $300 is greater than $60 so if I was CEO of nintendo I would have said okay let's make this as a bundle right you buy this new mario edition switch oled switch you get super mario wonders for free that's how I would do it because to make more money more revenue but Hey, I'm not Nintendo. I didn't come up with those rules, but let me know what you guys think. Are you excited for the new Mario game as much as we are? we like to hear from you guys for sure.
4: Yeah, I agree with you, Simone. I am super stoked about this. I told my brother that I was going to buy this, and um, hopefully that we'll enjoy it because that's I see me and my brother playing this. Uh, along with some friends, so very, very excited for that! Shout out to Super Mario Wonders, so, shout out to Sonic Superstars because I'm getting that game too. So, shout out to just shout out to all my gamers out there because it's a good year. Towards the end of the year, it's a good year for gaming. I mean, there's a lot of great things coming out, uh, this that the towards this the end of the year of 2023. Now, now I gotta give you guys every time I'd like to do what's called the movie review. Now, look you guys know what's on the thumbnail of the podcast but i'm excited to talk about this show it is available right now on hbo max and it is a show that you're gonna say this dude is crazy if you don't know what i'm talking about i'm talking about the hit documentary uh show or movie really it's called bs high now it's the story about roy johnson and he's, he's going out there and he's making a fake uh, high school, right? For fake players to come in and to really play terrible at football. But he really screws them up for college. Now, look, I got a shout out to my fellow podcasters and, and YouTubers. They don't probably know who I am, but they actually were just here a couple days ago in Atlanta at the square. Shout out to Double, Double Toasted if you guys don't know double toasted double toasted is a youtube channel where you know you've got a group of guys that that do all sorts of reviews whether they and they, they really small they really focus on the movies uh movie aspects of their review uh, but they do video game review they do current news and topics as well so it's cool that they're kind of diversifying um in their content a little bit so i gotta give a shout out to them because i've been listening to them for about a year now and i became a subscriber because i really love their content i laugh with them and they talk about some really funny stuff so shout out to double toasted they don't know who i am as or we are as podcasters but shout out to them because they're they're featured in this movie towards the intro right you get to hear Corey and and billy and a little bit of martin uh in the in the intro those are the guys those are the, the hosts of their show um but they... It's cool to see, you know, YouTubers... They're in this documentary... And they kind of have that, that claim to fame a little bit... Because I don't think they knew they were going to be in this movie... Right? They just kind of... And typically when you upload a, a show... Or a podcast to YouTube... They can... You can really rip it off... And really... There's not really a, a copyright... Technically with that... So it's cool... I think they just loved the being in that, that film... But... I'm talking about B.S. High... At this... This dude... This man crazy as hell you can see crazy in his eyes so the story about Roy Johnson uh is is a long-term story where you know he was a a guy that's looking to uh make some make some money right make some money out of kids and what he ended up doing was he, he did a lot right he did a lot he did so much to have people have these these guys come to uh had these guys come to this school right bishop sycamore uh was the name of the school uh they were just finding kids that you know and this was a school where or it was not really a school because it's, it's, it's a sham but this was a um, school that he allowed or not really allowed he had high school men to come to this school as an all prep school to just help uh the guys come out of um the 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 troubling times that they had right a lot of people had uh some troubling times and you know they just the grades wasn't right they always was fighting in school and whatnot so you know they didn't really have what it you know that 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 sparked to be that triple a student so they ended up going to this prep school uh pursuing prep school And to really form their team and to really get their grades up. And then Roy Johnson promised these guys that, hey, I'm going to get you to the NFL, right? And typically with these students, unfortunately, you know, out of desperation, Simone, this is out of desperation because, you know, people do things when they're desperate, right? I've done things because at one point I was desperate at one point, right? I've done it. So these kids are just they're desperate because the grades may not be triple a they may not if they and i'm not saying that they will but let's say if they take the 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 sats or, or the compass test to get into college their grade their score may not be as huge right and a lot of schools that are looking for uh athletes who can get it done who can make a's and b's on their score you know these kids may not make that cut right so colleges do look at SAT scores and or compass test scores to see if you can get into a certain type of college. But Roy Johnson gave these guys the kind of a hoax, right? Kind of a, a lie, if you will, in the state of Ohio saying, hey, you can, I'm gonna get you to college, right? I just guarantee, you, I'm gonna get you to college. Now, these guys, <coughs> excuse me, these guys uh, was it Football team in Ohio, and they were going against the powerhouse uh, prep school IMG Academy that is located in uh, Florida, and the that was and that that was it, right? You had this 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 Bishop Sycamore Prep School High School that was not real, and everybody's talking about them, but then ESPN picked them up, right? Shout out to ESPN and the guys over there at ESPN, but they picked it up. They say, hey, if you go against IMG, that's the powerhouse prep school. We're going to air this on ESPN. So Roy Johnson saw this as, hey, we're going to be on TV. We're going to be on TV. We're going to make this happen. So that's where he kind of had that claim of that that claim of fame there because they say, hey, I'm going to be on TV. We're going to do this out really well. Let's do it. It's all a sham, though. It's a really, really big sham. Um, He, when they travel they say that he owes about three hundred thousand dollars in debt in debt worth of hotel stays and and rental properties and and seized properties that you know this dude never paid and that's the tricky thing about a lot of high schools um high schools they do what is called and they mentioned it the net 30 right i know all about that in business net 30 net six net net 30 net 60 and net 90. try saying that three times fast Simone. so Schools can set up a net, right? It's a tricky thing with setting up a net thirty or net sixty or net ninety because it's like saying in ninety days I'm going to pay you, right? You give me the product now, in sixty days I'm going to pay you. But what he did, what Roy Johnson did, was okay. So if you were renting properties for these kids to stay in for travel and to stay in, so you're giving me a net ninety and you prove a net ninety. Basically, you're giving that person a uh, credit, right? We're giving you a credit of this. You just got to pay it back by this amount of days. So what he did was, well, shoot, if you're giving me a net 90 as a credit, let's say day 70, we're moving out. Right? And now we don't have to pay you because I'm run. I'm a scam. I've I've run from you. You can't find me because I didn't put a card down on file. You gave me uh, a net, uh, net, net 90, and that's the sixth thing that he did would do, another sixth thing that he has done, where, uh, there was a way that, I think he was getting, they were getting approved for something, or trying to get approved for something, um, I'm blanking down on that, so I think it was like a, 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 more of an apartment style, and typically with apartments, you have to give out your, uh, you get or no no it was business loan Simone so they were he was looking to get business loan for each kid right so each kid not knowing and this is where you know it's not really the, the kids fault because they're they're high school kids they don't know any better but obviously you don't want to give out your social security number right if somebody's asking somebody that you, that's kind of sleazy is asking you to put your name down on something and give your your credit score and your your social security number and take out a loan and this is what he would do. He, in the kid's name, he would take out a loan in the kid's name, right? Each kid, I think in the, in the documentary, they took out about $20,000 under the high, these high school kids' names because they gave him their social security number, the credit score, and some of them were, some kids were able to get approved for the $20,000. But obviously, you don't want to take out any money if you just don't have a desire to pay it back, right? That's where a lot of people mess up is if you can take out a loan because you need it, you got to make sure you take you pay it back. Right. So that's what he did. He took out loans in kids names. He put up the apartments in some of these kids names. So it kind of obviously screwed up their credit score when they couldn't pay back that loan. Right. So their credit score got whacked up. Right. And that made it harder for these kids when they grow up to become adults. It's harder for them to get approved for things. Right. Let's say if they want to lease a lease a house or rent out a house or an apartment, or if you want to finance a new car, these kids couldn't do it because they owe twenty thousand dollars. Right? So it's, it's it's the most screwed up thing that this man has done. And the even more screwed up part about it is ain't nothing that the Ohio government can do about it. Because there's not really, there's not enough efficient uh, evidence to incriminate this man. Honestly, this man is a man from hell. <laughs> this man is a man that is not of God. And this is a man that deserves to be in prison. But there's nothing that they can do, right? There's no law. There's no law about what he did or so for right now. There's nothing that we know is incriminating, but they can't prove it, Right? And this man is smart, right? There's one scene in the episode where he was getting interviewed. Obviously, he was... And, he's, and let me tell you, Simone, guy and, and fans, this man is playing this off because he knows... he's. This was the interview style. He was getting interviewed for HBO Max. Obviously, he knows this is, this is an HBO Max documentary. So he's going to be on TV. So this man is acting the shit out of this, right? There's one scene that, you know... The one scene about the the crit uh, the the net ninety and he they rented it out uh, places to stay for net ninety and he never paid and he laughed so sinister like so evil like he knew what he did and there was another scene that he was like you know you you know you screwed these kids' lives up right he was like yeah and then the interviewer said would you do this again and he says yes <laughs> right very very evil 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 man um so he laughs very very sinister a lot of these kids play football a lot of these kids play football with torn ACLs that screwed him up one kid a trillion you know he was getting ready to go to an HBCU and they pulled out because they found out he was part of Bishop Sycamore so that screwed him up in there um and towards the end a lot of these kids a lot of these students you know they got done but you know they're they're flipping burgers at burger king or they're either making music on the side in hopes to get into a football career um that shit's dead by the way for a lot of these high schoolers they have that dream of becoming high school or college football players but some of these kids now they're like 21 22 24 26 you're getting too old for it now that dream is gone so very very sinister as well um this is so funny. It's, it's it's this is this is a documentary that is just so funny to watch. But then you really get to watch con artist, right? You get it. You really get to watch con artist and, and a man who just do not care, who, who has no morals, right? Who has no 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 life to him. He's just cold hearted. He's cold hearted bastard, if you will. But it's so funny. And he did say Simone and cast and crew and fans. He did say. He's still trying to build the school back up, so we'll watch it. If it comes out with BS High number two, I definitely will watch it. I definitely will review it. Um, but guys, let us know. Watch this on HBO Max. It's called BS High. It is the most effed up situation that this man can do. He's a he's a triple A con artist for sure, triple A. So we're gonna move next on to our hip hop news with my main man Tyrus Lester. He's here in the studio this morning for KLP Aftermath Season 7. T, what we got today, man? 50 Cent,
1: man, was at a concert in LA, and it appeared that he got aggravated. I don't know if it was because of technical difficulties, but at a point in time, as caught on camera, he hurled a microphone, and this microphone hit um, Power 106 host Brianna in the head. Now, one thing I was hearing is that she wasn't supposed to be in this restricted area, but nevertheless, the pictures are out there, um, she got hit in the head, and it's a pretty big gash. Um, now they're saying that 50 Cent possibly could be a suspect in a criminal battery report, which is, you throw something, you hit, some, hit somebody, intensely or not, battery. Yes, battery, you know what I mean? So, what's your thoughts on this whole situation, man? It's, it's going pretty crazy right now in the news. With well, the way they word it, it sounds a lot more violent and disrespectful than what it really was. Um, I don't think any criminal charges are gonna be brought up on 50 Cent for doing it, but 50 Cent's about to come out of his wallet. Pretty heavy. Yeah, because it's on camera, it's everywhere now. It's seeing him throwing it with very, very uh strong aggression, huh, to say the least. And you knock somebody up here, upside the head and you, you put a pretty bad gash on him. I'm sure that he's probably feeling that now, feeling bad about the situation. Because we've all seen frustration. I mean, we just seen Cardi B get a little waterphone on her after she was asking the crowd to throw water on her. And she hurled a mic at somebody, right? And I'm saying, we've seen many a situation where people get mad at their technical crew or staff, and they throw in temper tantrums, whatever the case may be. You're trying to put on the best show for the fans. That's your brand out there. That's your uh, reputation on the line, so you want to put on the best show. But at the same time, you just did this in front of millions of people, and then those millions of people sent it to other millions. So it just don't look good, and there's no way around it. We know 50 don't play in court. 50's record in court is impeccable. Probably one of the best... Records we'll ever see, and sports, hey, whatever the case may be. Fifties court records up there were one of the greats, but he gonna take a L on this one. Yeah, it's not, and then we don't know if the woman's gonna press charges yet. But I can guarantee you, she she's gonna press charges because that's probably gonna be a prerequisite of her, you know, f- f- um, you getting the money. Either way, she's gonna get paid. I think whether she press charges, whether, you know, whatever. And I'm sure everybody knows that it was an accident, but, uh, you know, but. She want she to get paid, I think she deserves to get paid. You know what I mean? Painless. I saw the court with the the, the, the wheelchair and a neck brace on, and oh yeah, she gonna come fucked up. Yeah, get that money, boo. And they're not, you never know what people, gonna I mean, go through in that situation. You get cracked in your head with a mic and shit split. It could be emotional turmoil, mental, you just never know. We could sit up here and be like, oh, you know, she's trying to get the bag, but he probably said never do it in the manner that he did, especially with people being in that area. He cracked her skull yeah it's bad it's not like a little There's shit yeah 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 that's concussion that you know i mean who knows if you needs surgery who knows if her eyes are damaged she cracked her shit he made a mistake man it's gonna cost him yeah like i said i don't think he about to go to jail i don't think she's gonna take it that far but i think a nice settlement will heal some wounds don't know how much well, i'll say at least a couple hundred thousand yeah at least i'm gonna aim high and <laughs> Ryan right, what the fuck happened man but yeah, he gonna come out the pocket. I think it'll make it quick. I don't think you're going gonna fight this one. Why, why? Deal with the courts and lawyer fees and all that stuff. Well, this is pretty cut and dry, man. If the number ain't too astronomical, y'all can come up with an agreement to save lawyer fees and court costs and all that. I know that's what I would do. And I'm not saying that this ain't a situation where homegirls trying to railroad him or extort him or anything. He busts a with a microphone. Ma, well, be it I an accident, did it. So. Hey, man, you got to pay up, bro. What happened with Game? Because, you know, Game was jumping in his clown and 50. What happened with 50-cent in Game, man? Where did they ever go wrong? Oh, man. Who taking it back? <laughs> I don't know. I think I th- when I'm looking back on that and being such a fan of G-Unit at the time and Game at the time and Game and G-Unit together, I think it was an arrogant situation. I really do. I think it was an ego thing. I think that Game comes from the West Coast. You know what I mean? gets put in the G unit. He's one of the hottest things fucking smoking. He's feeling himself. Fifty also one of the hottest things smoking. And I just think you got two egos clashing and it just played out bad on camera. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Yeah, yeah, that's what I think too, man. Um. At, at the end of the day, you know, I'm not going to say a 50 made them. You know what I mean? But he gave them an opportunity and they thrive with that opportunity. Hell yeah. You know, it's just sad that none of the... These groups, these iconic groups from the late 2000s or, early, or late 90s, early 2000s, and mid 2000s, none of them really, I think, reached the potential that they could. Even like Rockefeller, you know, what I mean, but where it could've went, I don't think they. And they did a lot. I'm not saying, but like, look at all, look at all Rockefeller had, and when they split, it just like it went downhill. You think of all those groups from the from from our era, right? So that's uh, the Rough Riders. Rockefeller dip said, Terror Squad, Murder Inc. There was always one that kind of shined. Right. Still kind of stood the test of time. Yep. What does that say? Was it always that one to begin with? Did the, 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 the team help that one? Because even followed by that one came jealousy, envy, and some sort of, yeah? You know what I mean? Turmoil within. So, I mean, Eve Art, right, i give you a fat joke for an example. Hmm, Terror Squad. Did his thing but no wasn't the baddest lyricist this wasn't the the face of terror squad it was pun pun's gone fat Joe's here thriving better than ever survived still you know I me mean, wrap the terror squad but there's nothing to be found to that well, what do you think about that dynamic i think that sometimes a talent don't matter all the time i think whoever could be more savvy at business who would make the better songs and stand the test of time you know and, and it's not kind of not fair in the situation because Big Pun passed away but like, let's just look at, you know, with Jay Z, a situation with, with Rockefeller. Like, it's clear that, and I'm not trying to take nothing away from Dame and Big. It, it's clear that he was a, a superior business mind. You know, what I mean, that he had, you know, bigger aspirations than this that. And once that situation was ended, he continued to evolve. He continued to expand his brand to a multi-billion-dollar brand. And the same thing with Fat Joe. When that situation was over, oh, people would talk about. He took puns, uh, puns rhymes, book, and that was puns, rhymes, and he made some hits after the pun die. Mm-hmm. much as we want to sit up here, even Diddy, at that situation, Biggie gone, okay, yeah, I'm still going to reinvent myself and, and move through this industry hot. Yeah, yeah, so it's just like, you know, I think it's both. I think that, you know, when, when Rockefeller was hot, when Bad Boy was hot, they got hot-ass people around them. But it wasn't going to stop them, whether those people made it or not. It wasn't going to stop Diddy. It wasn't going to stop Jay. It wasn't going to stop none of these people Irv, whoever from reaching what they needed to reach later on in life. You know what I mean? And um, I just wish I would have seen more. But, hey, sometimes things just happen and it runs its course, you know, for a reason. But I tell you this, all them dudes from state property. I ain't going to say that they eating crazy, but they still, you know, out there doing shows and shit. 20 something, 25 years later from that situation. Exactly. Yep. You know how to hustle. You've created a brand and a name for yourself and you can still out, go out there and make money. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Sometimes when it comes to these labels and kind of putting a button on a whole podcast, sometimes these artists and, and and the dynamic between the artists and the company is more than what we know. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And maybe those ones that were sitting behind the scenes and now we see in the front row, that business acumen was just a little tighter and a little stronger than the stars that may be out in front of it. Now, outside of a Jay-Z, because obviously Jay-Z was the star, and then he had the business acumen to go ahead and take that to another level, but he's one in a million. you hear about Irv Gotti, who's pretty much saying about the whole situation that, like, Jay-Z was really, like, the mastermind, and, like, then was along for the ride. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> Oof, that's wild, boy. Woo! Those are those, are, those are some... Uh, that's smoke right there yeah and without going he said it without saying it. he was like yeah no he was, he went along for the ride i don't know if there's i don't know dame and earth's relationships i know they were cool i know they gave tough love and stuff like that i know they had some business things that didn't go the way that they wanted it to but um i give dame a little more credit than i think earth will <laughs> yeah i'll give Higgs a little more credit yes James dave jay was the star jay is the one that has seemingly one now when you look at how how successful he is but i'm gonna give dane way more credit than that man yeah you know what I'm so he was in those four meetings going head to head with some of these labels he was putting on the shows he was doing things he was setting shit up it's more than just the artist and jay-z needed help in those situations because not one man could do that by himself so i'm gonna give dane more credit than Herb. so yeah i actually
4: saw a video of that and that was yeah, he, he threw that like he was pitching at a baseball game. It was like boom, it was really, really fast. And I played baseball, so I know. I know how that, that 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 feels. Imagine a baseball getting hurled in your face like that, real fast by a real fast pitch pitcher, right? Doesn't really it doesn't go off really well. It doesn't. Now of course we've got my main man, James Myers, from our hit show, Sports Talk, with James Myers, Christina call and Tyrus. <laughs> Uh, Just give us the latest in sports news. Take it away, James. Sanders essentially told Colorado Buffalo
5: players who were on the one-win team last year. You're probably not going to play here. You should transfer. That's essentially what he told them. And in brought his son, who starred at Jackson State. And let's not act like Shadur Sanders wasn't a superstar recruit. He had offers from Alabama, uh, Georgia, Florida. Like, everybody wanted him coming out of high school. Goes to Jackson State with his dad. And for 510 yards against TCU in a flawless performance and of course Deion Sanders who ran his mouth before the game ran his mouth all spring all summer Deion Sanders was kind of fired up talking to the media after the game he's got one of those CVS length receipts that he's going to show people because yes people doubted him I doubted how how would you not we've literally never seen this in college football folks never seen it anything like it before colorado by the way i had to look this up this is a stunning stat last 17 seasons they had one winning record that's it this program is garbage and i'm not taking shots at colorado this is just a fact you think of colorado buffaloes who are the guys that come to mind cordell stewart played like you know 30 years ago uh maybe michael westbrook who caught the amazing hail mary pass uh, against michigan um you think about joel Klatt, our very own here from fox You did a couple rashawn salam who uh, who was a tremendous running back but like they haven't had any success in recent years dion essentially took over the worst program in power five and said we're not we're not next we're now we're not coming we're here folks he brought in 53 i have to check the notes here 53 transfers into the program tops in division one they had three returning starters every year one of my college football uh you know previews to get ready for the season i look at returning production returning starters that matters immensely in college football colorado i like nothing they brought back nothing and deon sanders had no fear he came in and ran his mouth and he kind of delivered now it is only one week we don't want to overreact again it's one week it was an impressive win and I got guys texting me, Oh my gosh, did you see what happened to the line for Colorado, Nebraska, Jay, next week? I said, Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Colorado's probably gonna be in trouble. And you know, I got texts back, oh come on, you're crazy. So if you don't check the lines, Colorado was a three touchdown underdog last week. Vegas puts out lines for week two as well. And Colorado was a seven and a half point dog against Nebraska. They're now favored after this result. They're not favored by three. A ten and a half point move for week two off one game. Listen, that is a bit of an overreaction. And I do question what the campus is going to be like for the Colorado kids. Uh, Especially Sanders and Hunter. Travis Hunter who, I mean, what a performance. We'll talk about him shortly. But what's campus going to be like for those guys this week? They're going to be walking into class, standing ovations everywhere. They're going to be walking into the dining hall and everybody's going to just be Colorado we're back thank you like it was one of those performances where the college football world got shaken up and I do want to not just make this about Dion because what he did was incredible and his son was phenomenal and oh by the way um yes we'll talk about his son and you know this is will be his third year of college football he will be draft eligible after the season what are they doing what's the game plan for Jerry and one of the smart producers in the meeting said well you know Jerry he, he turns 81 this year he's over 25 years hasn't been to a conference championship game and you know this isn't i don't think too incendiary of a take but i went and looked up Dak's contract and wouldn't you know it there's an out after this season in Dak's contract and i i think i've said this before guys again i'm not bashing dak prescott but if you are jerry jones and you look at the cowboys and you look at the landscape of the nfl i don't have mahomes I don't have Josh Allen. I don't have Joe Burrow. I got Dak Prescott. I'm paying him a lot of money and he's not delivering. Why can't I try the route that the 49ers are going? I'm going to build an awesome defense, impenetrable. I'm going to put great pieces around a quarterback that's on the rookie deal or, you know, a marginal contract like Garoppolo. He was not one of the highest paid when they went to the Super Bowl a few years ago. And I'm going to go that route. I'm not going to pay my quarterback because I don't have a star. I don't have an Aaron Rodgers. You know, Dak's not Mahomes. Some people want to put him top 10 quarterback in the league. Pfft. I don't know. I'm not doing that. Like, is he, is he better than Kirk Cousins? I think it's a fair fair question. But the point is, Jerry Jones has options. What if I go the 49ers route? What if I build a stack defense? They just added the quarterback, Gilmore. By, lar- uh, by many accounts online, you look at the numbers. Dallas has a top three defense, arguably number one three of their four draft picks this year in a on a team where the cowboys had a good defense already the offense had the questions three of the first four draft picks were defensive guys like they're gonna be stacked defensively they are gonna shut some people down i got a fantasy draft later today for my 12 uh, year old son he's already looking at the cowboy defense i'm telling him no 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 the schedule's tough avoid him and public service announce it um but i do think this dallas model of let's remove dak who, by the way, led the league in interceptions last year, and he missed five games. Led the league in interceptions. Oh, and oh, by the way, since that gruesome uh, leg injury that he suffered in 2020, Dak has basically not been running football. It's just, it's not happening anymore for him. His numbers, if you look early in his career with Dallas, he was a massive threat to run the football, kept defenses off balance, because he was nimble, ran a lot at Mississippi State, was running a lot in his first few years. That's not happening anymore. And when you remove the element of Dak's scrambling ability, he's now got a win from the pocket. And yes, he's a good quarterback, but is he Mahomes, Burrow, Allen in the postseason, he's going to turn it up and take you to the Protestant land? We haven't seen it. And I think Jerry Jones would be wise to say, you know what? We'll give Dak one more year. We jettisoned Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy, you're calling the plays. If it fails, one of two things is happening, maybe both. McCarthy is a goner, and by fail, I mean you got to at least reach the conference championship. That's the minimum for Dallas. This first, second round stuff, that's not going to cut it anymore. This team's ready to win now, and I don't personally love Dallas this year, but a lot of the smart analytics guys that I talk to, they love the Cowboys. A lot of them have the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, and I know this is not the first time you've heard that, but just think about this. McCarthy's going to be gone, or Dak, or both if they don't deliver. And I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, if you go into next season with a feisty quarterback battle between Trey Lance and Cooper Rush. And I've joked online, people got so angry at me. I would rather take a cheap Cooper Rush than Daniel Jones at $39 million a year. Cooper Rush showed me some things. Again, when you surround him with a great offensive line, good skill position players at a formidable defense, yeah Cooper Rush can get the job done just like Brock Purdy. Okay, we've seen this. The model exists. Can Jerry Jones do it? And the final note I'll say is people like, oh no, Dak is Dak's Jerry's guy. Jay, he's not doing that. Remember how Jason Garrett was
4: was Jerry's guy? Well, all right, James. Thank you for that sports news sports update guys check out sports talk of course here on the networks of swanky 93.3 and the heat 94.6 now coming up next we have monica gray to give us our latest in tech news guys she's been thriving when it comes to our tech news for our show and we love her for it we really do monica
3: this week has been crazy in the tech world. There have been so many updates from big tech making changes, AI monitoring you while you work. Have you heard about this? And so many other things we are going to be covering today. Before we get into it though, make sure to hit that subscribe button for more tech coding, career, tech news, you know, all the all the good stuff. And leave in the comments any other videos, topics you want me to make. All right, let's dive into this week's biggest news in tech. Okay, this first one really blew my mind, but it really shouldn't at the end of the day. Have you seen this article that came out? It was by IBM and it was actually a report they released and it says, In IBM, executive surveyed estimated that 40% of the workforce will need to reskill as a result of implementing AI, 40% of workers will need to reskill because of AI. Now when I first read this and I saw headings on social media, Uh, I think the immediate reaction, especially on social media was really trying to drive fear around people and the loss of jobs that would come from this. But when you really take a minute and dive into this report and what it means, it's not as though AI is going to take over your job, but you will need to continue to reskill. I mean, we talk about this all the time on videos on here as how important it is to continue to build up new skills. But now more than ever is the time to do so, whether it's through taking a course online, uh, going into your local, even your local college, if you prefer in person, whatever the case is, reskill, upskill. You get the point. 40% though. It's pretty wild. Oh, and I didn't mention this is within the next three years. This isn't 10 years from now, even five years from now. This is within three years. I'm curious to hear though, has AI already impacted your job? Do you use AI in your job? Is this the future of how work will track you? This video was released and I found it super interesting to see how it made me feel. First of all, okay, check it out. Give us a watch. How does this make you feel? What is happening here that you are seeing is it is using computer vision to track how the employees are working, how fast they are working, uh, how many cups of coffee they can pour, how quickly, all of that. What does that create though for work culture? On one hand, it's, you know, great because the people who are working will, you know, working really hard will get rewarded. But on the other hand, is it creating this hustle culture that we have worked so hard to really get away from and also to what happens if you check your phone? What happens if you take a little too long of a bathroom break or too long of a break? Like point being, where does it stop? If these rules are implemented, there was another video circulating with computer vision as well. And this one was more around your posture. And I found this one really interesting because at first I was like, this is great. I love this. I would definitely want work to implement this and use it where, okay, let's put it up on screen here. So you can see what's happening right now is it will go red if someone has bad posture. And then if they correct their posture, it will go green. I shared both of these clips on my uh, social media and the response was so interesting. On one side, people were all for this. They were, Similar to myself, when I saw this video, they were thinking, this is really interesting. This could be really good and help with health effects. And the other side was like, if my employer is monitoring anything other than the bare minimum of what they should be, I'm out. Which brings up the question, where is the line of what your employer can monitor and who decides that? Is it your country's government? Is it your employer? Do us as employees have to put our foot down at some point curious to hear your thoughts on this coming in at number three for this past week's biggest tech news is around apple did you hear the announcement i was so pumped when i heard it so on tuesday they announced that they will be sending out or they were sorry sending out press invites for the morning of september 12th that is when this big event will take place And this is going to be an in-person event at the Steve Jobs Theater inside Apple Park. This is going to be massive. I'm sure you've heard or seen the rumors of what is going to be announced, specifically around the iPhone 15. This is apparently going to be the biggest iPhone drop in a long time with new features I'm pretty excited about. Here are some things that the iPhone 15 is rumored to have. One being that it will bring significant upgrades to colors, so new colors. Uh, better battery performance and a switch. This is the biggest update in my opinion, a switch from Apple's proprietary lightning connector, to the USB-C, which would bring faster charging and then also to improve camera capabilities. So there's a lot packed into there. Now, when I heard that they were releasing a new iPhone, before I heard the new features, I was like, there's, I don't need a new one. And I think that's how a lot of Apple users have been feeling, they're happy with whatever iPhone they have, and they're not looking to upgrade. And we've seen that, you know, a lot of news actually on this, that the reports of iPhone, people buying the new iPhones, right as they come out has really significantly dropped. So there's no surprise that they felt this pressure that for this next iPhone release, it needs to be pretty significant. Then I was thinking, okay, this is great. I want to get the iPhone 15. I want to see all these new upgrades, but then I'm kind of like, you know what? I don't know if I want to be one of the first ones to, Get the iPhone 15 with this new charging port because a lot of times when you're traveling with your friends or family, now what's gonna happen is if they don't have that port, if they don't have the USB-C iPhone 15, you're not gonna have a charger if you forgot yours. So I'm on the fence about that. Curious to hear your thoughts though. This next one is pretty wild. Probably the wildest thing to come out of tech news this week. I feel like I said for everything to talk about, but I don't know. This is this is next level. Okay, what is it? Tech billionaires are planning to build a California city from scratch. Let me explain. Let's take a step back on this one. It's pretty wild. So who are these investors? Well, it's an elite group. This is what they keep on saying in the articles. It's an elite group of tech executives, tech founders, you know, the whole big tech thing. Um, But some other tech entrepreneurs and investors that recently joined include LinkedIn founder Reid Hoffman, Strike co-founders Patrick and John Collision, billionaire and philanthropist Lauren Powell Jobs, and Moritz of Sequoia Capital. So we got some big money behind us here. And what what is going on? All of these tech billionaires just got together and were like let's build our own city screw the cities that already exist it's pretty wild it's actually called they're being called a utopia they're saying it would be as walkable as paris and create tens of thousands of jobs which of course they're saying that and maybe that will be the case but they have to say that in order to really sell the community or cities around this area about it so here's more about the land they bought up. So they spent 800 million, 800 million, to scoop up this land. It's in Solano County. And the hope is to transform it into a city. So right now it's not zoned to do so. They've been fighting, I believe in the courts are starting to uh, to get this approved that they can actually start building on this land and building a city. And may I remind you, this area where they are building is desert. It is flat, it is dry. It's not like this lush green area to build on. They're starting from nothing, which I guess if you're a tech billionaire is your last problem. Residents though that live around this area are very angry. Uh, I'm reading in the Los Angeles Times actually, and what they say about it is, some of the things the residents are worried about is what is going to happen to, you know, they have tons of livestock around this area. What's going to happen to the livestock? What's going to happen to their quality of life, if this massive city is just like plunked in the middle and then surrounding areas, they'll be affected. And what does that mean for the cost of living? It impacts so many people. I'm really curious to see if this gets approved and if so, how this all unfolds. And I'm even more curious to see how people will react to this. Would you want to move to a tech billionaire city? two other small things, but big things that I want to update you on. One is Google just launched watermarks for AI generated images. This is a huge step in the direction of being able to have some guidelines or some restrictions around AI. Up until now, it's really been the wild west with AI generated images. Check out my latest thumbnails Uh, or AI generated content, not knowing what is real and what is false. Obviously something like images, a lot of times you do know is AI generated. I mean, for my own thumbnails, I always encourage I'm like, yes, this is AI generated, very obvious uh, for the ones that are anyways. And it's a fun way to, to make content, but I do think it's a really good idea to start labeling what is real and what is AI generated, especially when we get more into deep fakes and what that means in various industries. Last on the list is, I just found this really interesting, which is computer scientists develop open source tool for dramatically speeding up programming language Python. Uh, I found this really interesting because one of the issues that I've heard over and over again using Python in production is a lot of times they're notoriously slow. Actually it says here in this article, it is 60,000 times slower than code written in other programming languages. So a com- team of computer scientists at the University of Massachusetts uh, recently unveiled a prize winning Python profiler called Scalene. Now this is pretty interesting. So what essentially will do is Scalene will identify where Python is having trouble in keeping up the areas in the code that Python is having a bit of trouble then it uses ai to leverage the same technology actually that is used in ChatGPT.
4: thank you monica for those latest in tech news for sure uh we love it we'd love to hear it so that's going to wrap it up here on our podcast today for of course uh that beautiful and i do mean it the beautiful tuesday september uh, 5th september is here hopefully you guys are staying safe staying hydrated it's still hot outside so please stay hydrated um, we love you guys again. Thank you guys for another exciting season, another beginning of a season. We're officially season seven, and we're going to be cooking and cooking and cooking. And so that way we can get the latest in news out there for our hit show, KLP Aftermath, now season uh, seven. So that's going to wrap it up here this morning. Good morning, Atlanta. And as always, I like to say, before I do any of like that, Please be, hit, be sure to hit that bell notification if you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast. We really appreciate it um, so that way you don't miss the latest in KLP Entertainment content. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, tune in. Can't even say Stitch no more. Stitcher is kaput. Very, very sad about that one. Um, share with your friends, letting you guys know that we had another grand episode here today. And as always, I've been your main host for the KLP Aftermath Season 7. Uh, KELP Kennedy Lucas, stay safe, stay swanky, peace.